and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama. Jamie University, it is Tuesday, March 28th. We are going to be talking about... Uh, we're going to be talking about spring ball. We're going to be talking about Jamie's ISD Fab 50 that he has poured over the film over. You know, we're always excited for the Fab 50 to come out. Jamie Uyama. And you know what? You do such a good job with the Fab 50. Like, seriously, you you're uh, you get on guys who are like low in the rankings now. And then uh, in, in terms of like the main sites, like 247. And uh, on three and rivals and all that stuff, and then by the end of the cycle, look at that. They're what all do you up- know? Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I think your best one last year was Jeremiah Love. You might you might consider another one, but Jeremiah Love was in the initial Fab Fifty when he was a three star, bumped all the way up to top one hundred players. So uh, that's a good call. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, some recruiting stuff because uh, Anthony Knapp is a uh, is a offensive lineman who who visited over the weekend. We're going to focus on him because he set a commitment date, Jamie. And uh, that's usually good news, right? You you visit Notre Dame. He was connected to Joe Rudolph when he was at Virginia Tech. Set a commitment date. That's usually good news. So we're going to talk about him. And then we're going to talk about spring football. Just some things that I've noticed uh, over time, uh, over the three days that they've uh, that you know we've gotten to see them. And some of the videos that have gone out. And just like a lot of, a lot of height and weight stuff. Not height. Uh, weight stuff like weight differences um, that have that have uh, that popped up that are indicative to me and guys who are who are really taking these things seriously and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, that, that's going to be the show today. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in, everyone. Of course, we are sponsored by ESQ Clothing and we're going to talk about them a little bit as the as the show gets going. And. Um, so thank you for joining. Hit the like, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Pods, Spotify. It's in the description below. And uh, check it out, man. Just had a, a wonderful conversation with Ian Book over over uh, last Friday. That went live on Friday. And uh, I think everyone should check it out, Jamie. And before Everyone we get, should definitely check that out. I, great I, job I, by I, you. I, great I, job. Thank you. Great stuff from Ian. Yes, thank you, Jamie. I have a question for you. If you were playing in a football game and you – you got hit in the game and, you, and your side was hurting and something didn't feel right. And then you went into the bathroom at halftime and, and you peed blood. What'd you tell somebody, Jamie? Um, I'd probably tell somebody. <laughs> I, I got to admit, book. I would probably tell somebody that that was going on. Um, I don't want to, I mean, I, I don't want. I don't want to get it construed like I'm advocating for people to do, like go and put themselves in danger. Uh, but I respect that he um you know put himself out there yeah uh you know and obviously it showed a, a type of toughness that uh um you got you have to respect but um it's pretty dicey but uh <laughs> you know uh I think Notre Dame fans should uh really uh be appreciative of of everything that he did yeah for sure uh baby beast is here i'm gonna say hi baby beast thank you for being in the show um yeah it's uh it's <laughs> you know, i i think everyone had kind of heard about the um i think everyone had kind of heard stop spamming the chat baby beast seriously settle down um yeah. uh i think everyone had heard about how he was hurt you know he had a kidney problem i my my I don't, I don't know if it was an assumption or what my understanding was like, this was a like, something that happened Monday, Tuesday, right? It's like, he started, you know, that they discovered it was like a real problem a couple of days after the game, not at halftime, right? Calls in Nolan Hendry who's a walk-on quarterback and, he, and he, he's pre-med. He calls him in. He's like, Hey, is this bad? Like, should I not be doing this? You know? And uh, Nolan Henry didn't know. So he goes out there, doesn't tell the coaches, doesn't tell the trainers, doesn't go anything. Goes out and wins the game on the road for uh, for uh, Notre Dame against Northwestern. So, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff in that piece. So if you haven't seen it, it's in the description below. I, I linked that as well. Um, you can also listen on the pod. So um, that's what's going on. Uh, Sajin Park is here from uh, Korea. Thank you, thank you for uh, thank you for being here. He's still up. It'll doubt make it all the way through the podcast. No problem. As long as you're subscribed, you can watch it back or listen on uh, or listen Apple to Pods. It. Yeah. yeah, Apple Pods, whatever you want to do. Uh, Brendan's asking if there's anyone notable that I was early in on 
And I have a I have an ISD Fab one, and that one was Kyle Hamilton, and I was early on that. Uh, but I think a lot of people were early on that, so that's no um, that's no big surprise. So Jamie, why don't we uh, why don't we lead off with the ISD Fab fifty? Uh, tell me about uh, you know, I guess the Notre Dame prospects, right? There's a couple commits in the ISD Fab fifty, and then um, some notable uh, prospects there who uh, who are also Notre Dame is in on who are also part of the Fab fifty. Yeah, so um, obviously two guys that are in the class already that are um, elite guys that everybody knows about. Um, CJ quarterback CJ Carr, um, who I have ranked 21st overall, and um, Cam Williams, who I believe I have ranked 38th overall. Yes. So these guys are obviously critically important guys for Notre Dame to keep in yes. the class. Um, Obviously, it's critical that, you know, that they continue to have good relationship. I think that's why I, you got to keep them both, because if one of the, if one of them left, I think it kind of could could teeter something else. I'm not to be a doomsday guy, but I just saying they're critically important. Those are the kind of guys they're difference makers in the class. Um, and obviously, you look at how important um the commitment of CJ Carr was because I don't think Cam Williams is there if, if, if it wasn't for Carr, right? So, yeah. Um, Cam Williams, I, I think probably, um, you know, because he was hurt a little bit in his junior year. I think he has a chance to really kind of even jump up even further um, as a junior. He definitely has like number one wide receiver qualities, um, you know, big, big play guy as well. Car, I think is like it is insane to me. I think on three has them like 200. I think sometimes they some of these sites do this just to troll because it's like a Notre Dame guy or something. Yeah. It makes zero sense why he would be um, a, a 200 guy because he's like basically like top 30, top 40 for everybody else in the country. And I think that's probably appropriate. The guy's off. He, he's an, a talent. He's a big time talent. He can pretty much. Um, make every kind of throw that you want. He's obviously a great guy at improvising, uh, throw off platform, uh, accurate, you know, just a beautiful throwing motion. Just he's, he's got all the qualities that you'd want out of, out of an elite quarterback. Um, you know, one of the best guys that Notre Dame has, would land in a long, long time. Um, and then, but I think after that, it's kind of becomes like murkier because there's yeah. not a ton of guys that they're in on that, I think they really have a good shot at, right? So uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, linebacker Kingston Viliamu uh, uh, Asa, who's out in uh, California, uh, out by you, Greg. Yeah. He is... Um, he's Bosco, right? St. John yeah, Bosco. He's yeah, he's St. John Bosco. Um, I think he's a top five linebacker in the class. I, I have him, um, you know, 36th overall in the country. I think he is is one of these guys who can kind of do it all he is um a, a tremendous blitzer just great at block destruction a good athlete has that has an edge to his game um i think he could be a difference difference making type of uh second level player um also kind of line up off the edge and do some of that too uh supposed to make it in on friday it was a bit of a late uh scratch so that's disappointing hopefully Notre Dame can get him back in in the spring or in the summer, I, I mean, obviously a ton of people are going to be after him, but I mean, he would be a huge, huge, massive um, pickup for them. And then after that, Jaden Riddell, who they just had on campus is a tight end. And yeah. he's one of these guys that I'm in on kind of like higher than a, than a lot of other people. I'm 40th. I think he is, um, you know, a lot of Brock Bowers vibes uh, with him in terms of just his overall athleticism. Uh, tremendous like body control. Uh, I and and I, I mean, they already have a good tight end in, in the class already, but I think Riddell is also just like if you can get, I think they're going to take two anyways in the class. And just to get a guy of his caliber, I think it would just be worth like he would just be a guy that I think you know, similar to Michael Mayer, immediate type of impact yeah. type of guy. Um, so had him on campus, you know, we'll see not, a, not a ton of news from him after, uh, the visit, but we'll see, um, Elijah rushing, who's got a, uh, you know, I have him 11th overall. I mean, I thought he'd take a massive jump as a junior from sophomore to junior year, big time, uh, 
kind of like inside outside rusher. Um, I think he, I mean, he's going to play the edge, but I think he's, he's a guy who could line up inside on third down and rush from a three technique, you know, just massive wingspan um, really just showed really improved Twitch just got like just total NFL measurables all the way. Um, and he, they have, they have him in for uh, a, a visit on June in June for an official visit that's set. I mean, obviously it's going to be incredibly tough to, to land a guy like that, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take your shot and, and see where they're at. And then after that, it's pretty much like the, the one guy that I'm really, really high on that no one else is high on that I've seen is, is um, Malachi Williams, yeah. um, who's uh, an edge rusher athlete, just super twitchy, just super reactive athlete, you know, six, four, about two twenty ish, but like, Man, I, I think he's got some special traits, and I think he has a chance to be just an outstanding pass rusher. Would, would be a projected play, be a viper for Notre Dame. He's visiting for the spring game. That's obviously going to be a huge visit. Um, I think he he has a chance to be one of the better pass rushers in the class, and it is a class that is loaded with edge rushers. Loaded yeah. with edge rushers. Kind of the problem after that is there's not a lot of other of these big guys are in on i guess like nigel smith i guess we'll kind of see he's he's a um you know defensive lineman from from texas kind of like a big end play a little bit of three tech i like him quite a bit he's 47th for me but i mean you know he's got to get out to campus he's got to yeah. get out to campus like uh ryan wingo doesn't sound like they're gonna gonna have a shot at him i do think ryan wingo is not a great receiver right now uh but he's a heck of an athlete he's just an yeah. explosive athlete um and i think he's he's a guy who's probably like a little bit in the braylon james mode where you're like this guy's just such an exciting athlete that you just take him and and i mean once he kind of develops and gets there i think he has a chance to be great um and you know you hear a lot of tennessee for him and man i think actually if he goes to tennessee i don't know if it'll help him that much for his nfl uh career but like i think he's just you know you just throw the guy a bunch of go balls and right. I think, oh, that would probably be a per- pretty perfect fit for him. And, but you know, after that, there's just not a lot of guys they're in on. Right. And yeah. that's just kind of where they're at. And it's not that they can't have a good class, but like, and they've offered obviously a ton of these guys, but they're just, they haven't made a lot of, uh, you know, movements with, with a lot of these guys, you know, obviously Mylon Graham, if he was a guy who could get into school, I think Notre Dame would have, a, a pretty decent shot at obviously he was on uh campus for irish invasion i think he liked notre dame it's just they can't recruit him right they can't recruit yeah. him and i i think he's you know from what i've heard he's gonna struggle to get in a lot of schools so if he's gonna struggle to get in a lot of schools he's definitely not getting into notre dame right so yeah. um it, which is unfortunate because when you get a guy like that you know from fort wayne who is you know legitimately one of the most exciting receivers in the country that sucks because if you paired him with Cam Williams, like, oh my gosh, yeah. like what a what a class you'd have. And just after that, there's just not a lot of guys. It's just it's it's, and there's obviously some guys that I mentioned that I, uh, that I think have a chance to maybe move up and be like top fifty guys later on. Like I, I'm, I think T.J. Lindsay, somebody I I don't understand his rankings at all with some of these people. I think he's he's a heck of a three tech man. He's already a big body. He's a he's a guy out of Arkansas. He's going to visit April twenty second. Um, you know, there's cornerback Caleb Beasley who's going to visit this weekend. Who I think he's like a top one hundred guy. I think he's a chance. You know, if you're a top hundred guy, you got a chance to move up in the top. Right. 50. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly super talented uh, corner. Uh, Benedict Ume, who's a, a Canadian kid, who's who's out. Um, playing out in the in the northeast right now move down there to you know try to kind of get I, I think he's a guy who's you know with like a lot of these canadian kids who, who would go down there you know he hasn't had the coaching for as long so he's got a lot of untapped potential um you know he's an, a guy who's an end but he's in he's going to be an interior guy and yeah. um he's going to visit april 6th so that's a guy really like i mean darian mayo he's going to visit uh he's supposed to visit this weekend another guy who I just do not understand the ranking. I think he's like a, you know, probably like a top 150 kid and really like super like long, um, just athletic. Um, I think he's a guy who could easily go way, way, way up in the rankings later on. And he's visiting. Yeah. He's visiting this weekend. So 
those are guys like Gerby Lambert is another guy who it's not a very good old line class. I only have two alignment in, in the, um, in the fab 50. I just don't think there's a lot of like too many high end offensive linemen in this class. It's just, sometimes it's just like that in, in some yeah. classes. And Gerby Lambert, I th- certainly think he is a guy who has a chance to be, um, you know, a top 50, maybe even a five-star kid later on um, with some, with some kind of like physical and technical development. Um, you know, certainly a guy with a super, super high ceiling as a left tackle prospect. And I'm big on Bryant Young's kid, Bryce Young. I think yeah. Bryce Young is super underrated. Fantastic eval by, um, you know, Al Washington, who obviously offered him in camp. And, you know, at first, you know, when you see a thing like that, and it's like, oh, they offered Brian Young's kid. And you're like, okay, well, they offered Brian Young's kid. And it's like, no, he's, I mean, he's, he's got like big time traits. And I think he is just kind of scrat, uh, scratching the surface of kind of what he can be. Yeah. Um, and I think he's a guy who could be a, a huge, huge riser. Um, I mean, and obviously he's got the pedigree, right? Like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of it, that's part of it, but like, I, I just think too, just the physical traits. Like I think the guy has a chance to be, be a big, big time defensive lineman. Uh, someone you didn't name is uh, Justin Scott, who was also on campus. Um, wh- where would you, where would you have him? Would you have him in the top 100 class, top 150? Where would you, where would you put him now? And obviously we've talked about the upside there, right? Like someone who I think if there was a jump in play, a jump in like just a consistent, uh, consistent effort, consistent motor, I mean, that's, that's a top 50 upside, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, but where would you have him now? I mean, I have him as like a top, a top uh, 150 type kid. Um, okay. I just think like, especially because I, I mean, in the, out of the defensive line in the class, like I have a ton of defensive linemen in the, the fab yeah. 50, right? Like I think I have 14 defensive linemen in there or like maybe 15. And so it's not like there's not a lot of great defensive linemen. And I understand I see why i mean i think he's like a five-star pretty like he's like a consensus five someone's got him like top 20 top yeah 10 i, I, don't I think know, on I three has him like seventh overall oh, okay. or something like yeah. that yeah and i'm i just i don't i don't see it on film i don't and i see obviously he's a monster his physical traits like you look at him and you think oh this guy could be dexter lawrence mm-hmm. right you you think you look at that and you see glimpses of that but like go back and watch Dexter Lawrence's state and compare it to Justin Scott and there is yeah. no comparison right go back and look at some of the top defensive tackles in this class and compare it to Justin Scott and there's a gap it's a big gap it, yeah. to me right and I think he is super talented and has a chance like he has a chance to be special right he, he has a chance to be super special um but I mean I think there's a long way to go for him and if I'm thinking of like a guy who's going to be, you know, top 50 or like a, a five-star kid, especially top 10 in the class, like that guy's got to play day one, pretty much, you know, he's got to be a guy who's in the mix day one. There's not many five stars that are like, I think this guy's going to redshirt, or I don't know if he can crack the rotation. And right now that's kind of what I see from Justin Scott is that I think in the long run, he's, he's got a chance to be really, really good, but I think he's, you know, got some work to do. And and I, I do think a lot of it is coaching, right? Yeah. A lot of his coaching and development and whatever. I always I, I always say this stuff and I want to put the caveat. Like I, I don't want to slag on his defensive line coach or anything like that. I I don't want to do that to some of these high school coaches, or whatever, especially because like some of these guys aren't aren't getting paid and they're just out there just helping, you know, doing doing everything they can. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he needs a lot of technical development. I think he needs a lot and um I think there's a, just a consistency issue. Also, I hate when like, okay, the guy's going to be a one tech. Don't line him up on the edge and try to like <laughs> have him stand up. You're not helping the kid. You're not even yeah. helping your team really. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I don't get that. Like why not just, you could line him up over a center and he could just dominate that center all day long. So why are you doing that? I, I think that's bad coaching. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to his pro- program, but I think it is bad coaching. And I, I, and it's not just him. I see that with a lot of guys. And I just, I don't get that at all. You're not helping the kid. I don't think you're really helping your team by doing that. So um, I think he, like, I think he's definitely a guy, like if if I was Notre Dame, yes, he would be like 
a top of the board priority type because there's just only so many guys that you can yeah. get like that in a class, especially a guy from Chicago, right? So um, I think, it, 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 you know, he's obviously an, an important guy, right? Um, but he is, no, and like it's Garland Doxy, he is not a day one gap closer. He's not. He's, if you just watch the film and you watch the games, he's not. Maybe he will be after a senior year. Maybe if I see senior film and he really, really takes a big jump, I'll say that. But I'm telling you, I've watched not just huddle highlights. I've watched full games from him. I've talked to different people who have seen him play games in Chicago. And they're like, yes, you can see it. It, all the things you say about why he's so talented and so great and why, like, you know, they're like, Mark's room's coming late to practice because he wants to spend time with Jessica. I get all of that. I would be doing the same thing if I was in those shoes. I'm just telling you, people who have expectations of him being a guy who's going to be a difference, a day one difference maker, that's not, that's not who he is on the field yet. Could yeah. be, but not yet. Yeah. So, I mean, the evaluation is the evaluation, right? And that's what Jamie thinks. And so if that's, and I trust Jamie on the D line stuff, especially on the, on, on D line, O line, that sort of thing. Like that's, I see to Jamie on, on that sort of evaluation there. And, and, and like if Jamie's calling him a top 150 player now, so it's not like, yeah, he's an elite recruit. He's, a, he, he's one take. of the best. In the like, country. Yeah. yeah, it's not like he's not a take or something. I'm just like, it, you know, saying he's not a top ten guy, right? Like, like and look, yeah. it is what it is, right? Like, it's so easy to, um, and I guess you know, like to to be fair, you know, we were just talking about CJ Carr and that sort of thing, and and I, one of the services has him like top two hundred or whatever, like on three has him top two hundred. Like, fine, if that's the evaluation, that's evaluation. Like, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be a herder. Yeah. I guess yeah. is, you know, if that's what you think, then that's what you think. And that's cool. Right. And I so that's, I would totally respect when people go out on their own on a limb and say, right. I don't like this guy, or I really love this guy. I think right. that's great. Like, you know, okay. So here's an example, Charles Jagusa, right. In the last class, I think on three had him as like a five-star, like a guy who was like, whatever. I think I had him on, but he was the bottom. They had him in the top 10. Yeah. They had him like super duper high. And like, he might be that. And if it is good, man, that's a great eval by them. I, I mean, I'll give them all the credit in the world. I'm, I have him as top 50 guy, So it's not like I'm like so far off in it, but just, you know, I, I like when people do that and they say like have conviction. And it's like, this is why we think this is, this guy's going to be this. That's great. And if everyone has the same board or you're following everybody's thing, like then you're doing it wrong then you're yeah. not making your own evaluations. You're not, you're not right. looking at it. You're just, yeah. Like you said, it's a herd mentality. You don't want to be that. And I try not to be that. And I try to like, you know, have my own uh, thoughts and opinions on it. And, you know, every, like everybody, I get a bunch wrong, right. I get a bunch wrong. Uh, but I also think I have like a pretty decent track record of getting, getting it, it right with a lot of guys. So especially Notre Dame guys, cause I know kind of like how they would fit at Notre Dame and, in their kind of system and, and what it would take to, you know, in terms of a, a prospect to work out at Notre Dame. So um, yeah. And, and we'll see what happens. And like, like I always say too, it's a marathon, not a sprint with the evaluation and uh, the recruiting process, right? Just like how they're not going to land Justin Scott tomorrow because of what they did on this visit. They're going to have to keep at it and whatever, even if they get a commitment from them, they have to keep at it. Well, you're going to keep evaluating him. You're going to keep evaluating him and, and things change. Some guys who are top 10 drop to, you know, drop to like, you know, top 300, right? Some guys who are, you know, some guys like Cal Hamilton, who people were yeah. way off and, and, and whatever, like Greg, you were way on, on right away. Like he ends up sliding up. But even then, Greg, like, look at some of these people didn't have Kyle Hamilton as uh, like a top 50 player. Like, yeah it's insane. And I mean, obviously he proved them, them wrong. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, people see different things. Right. But I mean, like we said, he's obviously a take. We're not, we're not doing that. We're talking about the ISD fab 50 and why he's not in the fab 50. And so it is, if Notre Dame lands a top 150 one tech, that's a good thing. Right. And and that's something that everyone should be excited about. Um, and speaking of where Notre Dame is with him, I, I, 
seems like they should feel pretty good about it. I mean, just in terms of like, I think he really likes Notre Dame. I think he really likes where Notre Dame is. Christian had some really good quotes from him. I encourage everyone to go to OurSportsDaily.com and check those out uh, because I he had some enlightening comments just about like, you know, he, he, he I think he likes being close by. I think he likes that. I think he wants that. And, you know, I think that's something that, that Georgia is going to have to overcome for him. I think he's going to Miami too. Like, I, I, I just don't see that. I don't see that at all in terms of a fit. I think he likes Notre Dame. I think he likes Marcus Freeman. I think he likes being around the guys. I think the, I think he likes the idea of being an Notre Dame football player. And I think the reason that he didn't commit earlier when, you know, kind of everyone thought he was is because Notre Dame said, hey, don't commit and then try to take visits. Don't do that. And he said, yeah. okay, that's fine. And everyone was, everyone was on board, right? And I, I don't think – like I think there was a period there where I – even for me, like I felt like, ah, that's his, this isn't going to happen. But after, you know, he's coming now there's talk of him coming for the spring game. And, you know, if CJ Carr is going to be around for that, if Ken Williams is going to be around for that, like, I just think him getting around the class of committed guys. And I think now too, you know, I no, recruiting was kind of like, it was quiet. I, I don't want to say it was bad or whatever. It was just quiet. But now that the staff is all put together, now that they're back into spring ball and that sort of thing, I think everything's going to ramp up again. And I think there's going to be a good bit of momentum for Notre Dame in, on, on the recruiting front, um, especially going to get guys on campus now as well. Yeah, so a lot of big uh, there's, 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 there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, Coach Humph, I, 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 I want to bring this up because he he brought up Nitro Tuggle. He said he, he wasn't sure if he could make, make the show, but um, – he brought up Nitro Tuggle, and he is a he is another Indiana kid, I believe. He's a wide receiver. Is he wide receiver, Jamie? Did I have wide that right? Wide receiver, yeah. Yeah, it's a wide receiver, and um, was on campus this last weekend. Didn't doesn't yet have an offer, and so I think that's part of why he's asking why there's not a bigger deal made out of him, and I think it's because he hasn't been offered yet. Um, I'm sure so that's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what it is. Uh, a great name. You know, like what one of the best All names, American I think, name. yeah. yeah, I think we've ever heard on the on the recruiting trail. It's a great name for him, um, but I think that's that's kind of the the reason for it. All right, people. I mean, it's been noted that he was on campus, but um, there's just a lot of people to follow right now. There's a lot of guys to focus on, and if he doesn't yet have an offer, then that's that's kind of why, right? There's there's just only so much time and only so much space uh, for people to write about these things. So if he gets an offer and he becomes you know, someone that Notre Dame is seriously considering in the class, then, then, you know, that'll change. Do you have any um, thought on that, Jamie? Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's a really good prospect. I think he's a talented guy, big time um, yards after catch ability. I think uh, he obviously, he's got a good offer list, right? Like, especially for a kid from Indiana to get, like, he's got SEC offers, you know, I think yeah. Georgia's got offered him uh, Florida, um, you know, Penn State, I'm Penn State, he's got a good offer list, right? Um, typically, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't want to speak on whatever because I don't, I have no idea like why they haven't. If it, if it, I haven't followed it closely enough with him to know like whether or not like, oh, maybe they aren't sure about uh, academic fit or, or or whatever. Like that would be just pure speculation uh, from me, because um, uh, maybe they just don't like him they like other guys more i don't know uh but um i think he's a talented kid and i i mean just from a talent perspective uh could easily see notre dame get in on him and if they do obviously it'll become a, a bigger story because he's a local kid yeah yeah so it, it'll be interesting i mean it, there's a there's a lot of good wide receiver prospects in in this class that notre dame uh, has a chance with and has traction with so i mean that could be part of it too right and if there's some red flag in there somewhere right and i don't like you said i don't we don't want to speak on that stuff because we don't really know but there has to be some reason he's a local guy and he's not uh he hasn't been offered yet so there must be something there um let's talk about anthony knapp jamie you uh you like him quite a bit if, if anyone was listening to um power hour yesterday jamie jamie gave uh anthony knapp the hard sell and it was pretty convincing for me so uh we're gonna run some highlights jamie i've never seen this many pancakes every single clip is a pancake it's a kind of unbelievable i've no, i don't think i've ever seen it uh but let's uh i'll run this and you can talk about anthony knapp he's gonna be um he's gonna be announcing um i think tomorrow tomorrow sometime yeah uh i i, I like anthony knapp a lot um i think 
you know, one of these things that kind of stand out on film, he's an easy mover, right? Okay. Like just a good athlete. And I think one of these things that people kind of talk about how um, the best thing is uh, the best feeling in the world is moving a man from point A to point B against his will. And that is great. Obviously he does a ton of that, right? He does a ton of that. You see him like cake guys and you see mm-hmm. him cake guys with leverage. You see him get out to the thing, but here's like something, an example, like just, he will get, and he can get his hips around the hardest block for, um, you know, an offensive lineman to make is the reach block, right? Mm. A guy who's beating you by alignment, who's more athletic than you, like who's smaller than you, that all these things are against you, why you can't do it. And this guy, and, and he reaches people with these. And I mean, look at this guy just drive and pancake that dude just that kind of thing and easy movement right easy movement good snatch and grab right there beautiful love it right like you know long arms right Mm -hmm. so if he's six four six five i've seen six four six five different places here's the other thing they have them if you're worried about his size they literally just had him on campus they look at all that kind of stuff Penn State had him on campus, you know, looked at his size. And then all of a sudden he became a bigger prospect for them after that. He's like Mm -hmm. one of Penn State's top tackle prospects, right? So like the in-person evaluation part of it is important in terms of judging, in terms of where you see. Um, Just, I mean, the finish, right? The Mm -hmm. finish and obviously it's standing out. I'm sorry. We should probably be talking more about just what's going on here, but just like, there, snatch and grab again. But look how easy it is. He's in that position because he's in control. In control, he's balanced. I think he's a guy who has the feet to play left tackle. He has the feet to, and whether or not they think he's long enough or he can be big enough, whatever. But like, he's a guy who's athletic enough to play multiple spots on the line, right? And there's this like weird thing right now where people are upset because they're like he they think he's too small or whatever i mean first of all he's i I think you believe he's like 265 right now uh 265 is a junior yeah as a junior exactly so he could easily be 280 you know you know by the end of his senior year and you know who else was like that's like leah meikenberg (laughs) like that's yeah what no one was stressing about Lee and Eichenberg. They do it, it, it. People like this because he's, um, you know, uh, a, a, he doesn't have a ranking at a couple of these places, right? He yeah. he's a three star, I believe, on two four seven. Uh, but the other places haven't even ranked him, right? Like he's just not like a, a, a thing. I and I I don't know why. So Xander Cruz asking why do his, her, his offer is not good. I don't know. Like I, maybe because they like, maybe because they didn't get a chance to see him in person. I want to know um, why it is. He was, that, he was I, like I, here. Before. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to know why it is that if Notre Dame, everyone says Notre Dame's O-line you, right? Yeah. Then Notre Dame is the offer. Yes, it is. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand this. Like, if Notre everyone says Notre Dame this, right? Notre Dame is O-line you, and they can get on everybody and, and all this other stuff, right? Well, if that's the case, then if Notre Dame offers, then that's the offer. Yeah. That's what everyone else should point to. It's Look like at that. Notre just, Dame offer. That's beautiful reach block right there, right? Like, it's, it, it's just like, if Notre Dame offered, then why aren't we offering? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand when it comes to offensive line, why it has to be, why doesn't the SEC want him? I don't know. Why I don't why is that important to me? I, I don't care. Notre yeah. Dame offered. That's the offer. Like, yeah, what what offers did Joe Alt have? I don't know. Does it matter? He He's gonna be a top offers. 10 pick. He's gonna be a yeah. top five pick. Like, I what what's the I don't understand why that's important. I like so at, at quarterback, right? I, I think it's fair to say. At receiver, I think it's fair to say because Notre Dame doesn't traditionally recruit those guys. Yeah. So it, it it's a, it could be a red flag for you. That's fine. I, it doesn't that doesn't bother me. What I'm saying is, if Notre Dame likes him, it's different. It's it's different. I I just don't like I 
in my opinion, when Notre Dame goes in on somebody, when Joe Rudolph goes in on somebody who recruited guys at Wisconsin, right? Like, I if Notre Dame recruited someone from the Midwest and Wisconsin wasn't on him, we'd be like, well, why isn't Wisconsin on him? You know, like people people respect Joe Rudolph. People respect when Notre Dame makes an offer. So, like to me, I, I don't I don't think we need to go in on like, well, if he's so good, then why doesn't X Notre Dame offer? That's where I'm at. I I, yeah. I just I I don't want it really like if Notre Dame thinks he's good and and all this other stuff with the smallness and all that. Uh, the strength coach he signs off on everybody. Yeah, he signs off on everyone. That's why you bring him on campus and offer him. And it's like if if he says it's good, then it's good. And and then so then to me it's like Emil Wagner, right? Like there were a yeah. ton of questions about Emil Wagner and whether or not he's uh you know whether he can get there. If they say it's fine, then it's fine. And everyone moves on. That's okay. how I see it. Also, too, okay, this is – I'm about to go on a big rant here because I, I just – I can't stand this. Um, okay, so Patrick Carter brings up Trevor Ruland, and he's a perfect example. He was an undersized guy, right? But you know what? Trevor Ruland, I, I mean, and, and his problem was always he was going to be whatever. But his problem, he's got short arms, He's got like short arms. He was never going to be a certain guy and he ballooned, but he worked hard to get to 295, right? They, they, they worked hard to get to 290 to 295. Like, so he didn't have trouble putting on the weight. He got to 300, you know, uh, Zeke Carell, everybody's like, oh man, these guys so small. He's over 300 pounds now. Like he put on the weight. And I, I'm not saying that he's ever going to be big or as big as, you know, he's not as big as Nick Martin was at center because he's shorter and whatever. And if they decide to not take him because whatever, but it's like, who are the guys? There's literally been two guys in, in recent memory that have struggled to gain weight. One, Cole Mabry, a guy they never should have taken. A guy they never should have taken. Cole Mabry uh, was undersized, never, never should have taken. And Michael Carmody, Michael Carmody, I just looked freshman year. He was 295. I have no idea why he's 280 right now. Like, I have no idea why that has happened to him. Like, I I don't know. I don't know if it's because he doesn't care or he's like, whatever. Like, he's like, it doesn't matter that much to him. Or if there's something else, like some people just have, they might have something going on medically that is preventing him from doing I don't know why but he is clearly the exception to everybody else because Liam Eikenberg Robert Hainsey uh Joe Alt uh Zeke Carell Andrew Kristoffic all these guys who came in undersized put on the weight yeah of course Xander Cruz Wagner still needs to put on weight yeah he still does he hasn't even been on campus a year yet he hasn't even been on campus a year yet. Uh, so. What is that? None of this has to do anything with with the film that we just watched. No, this is this doesn't. is all weight, and it's all uh, other offers. And I, I don't, I don't. Why, why do I, I care about that? Also, I challenge everyone to go look at like the offensive tackle rankings for like any year, and see how many guys are like three thirty or three three hundred over three hundred. There's not a lot out of the top like twenty tackles in a class. It's not. That's not how it works. That's most guys are like, there's quite a number of guys who are like 260, 270, right? That's how it is, right? Um, so that so that's one part of it. It's like a total like gross overreaction to say whatever. It and the thing is too, is like people are like, oh, you shouldn't just trust the coaches. Well, they're the guys who actually see him in person. It's on them if they screw up. They have to be able to to see like this guy's frame. They have to be able to look to see if this guy can get the weight. They have to know in his personality if this guy really wants to do that kind of stuff, if he really cares about that stuff. So if if they're wrong, then they're wrong. But they are they get a chance to look at him in person. You're not no one who's looking at I mean, I'm not, I don't get this to see him and be like, man, this guy's frank, whatever, right? So all you can do, of course, you're gonna trust them because. Yeah, it's on them. If they don't think, if they think he's going to be two sixty this whole time, they're not taking him. That's not. That's not. That's not how it works. So, that is to me is just like a, a ridiculous argument. The other thing is, Joe Rudolph 
right? If if you respect Joe Rudolph and you respect the kind of like um, developer of talent of what he did at, at Wisconsin and an and evaluation, uh, the type of evaluator he is, right? So if you respect that, he worked him up in camp, in person. That's how he earned the offer. So maybe he went to some of these other camps. I don't know if he went to all these other camps and didn't earn offers or whatever, or if he didn't, but he saw him in person. That is a chance. He got a chance to work with him and was like, this is a guy they want. And he moved to another place where he can recruit. He can recruit anyone he wants at Notre Dame. And he decided like, I still want to recruit this guy. Is that not something like, does that not matter? Like, I, I think it does. I think it does. Um, okay. Here's a list of guys that uh, played for Rudolph uh, you know, at Wisconsin. Michael Dieter, two-star guard, became a third-round draft pick. Walk-on, Ryan Ramzik, first-round pick, right? Wasn't a guy that he evaluated, but he was a guy that played for him, right? Dave, I mean, obviously, he was a walk-on anyways. He transferred from over from, like, another small Wisconsin school. David Edwards, three-star tight end, fifth-round pick. Logan Bruss, three-star guard, third-round pick. So he's got a decent track record of, like, knowing – some of these guys who, who, who has a chance to be that kind of guy. So I, I definitely better than any of the Yabos on, on ISD or any of these other things who are like, no, why are we taking them? Whatever. Like, yes. And, and, and I'm someone who has to rank people. So yeah, I, I, I definitely think like, yeah, rankings do matter. Of course you want to get like the five-star guy, whatever. Right. Well, first of all, there ain't five-star guys in this class. It's not a good offensive tackle class. The kid from modern day who was who they offered after Harry Eastan left, I don't think that guy's that good. Like, if you compared him to other classes, he, I mean, he's a big, monstrous guy. But, like, if you told me that Anthony Knapp ended up having a better career than him, I wouldn't be, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because – that guy, there, there are things, a lot of things to like about him, but he's kind of similar to Justin Scott to me, where he's like got a lot of holes that he needs to kind of work on. Um, he might be Bray Walker, and if people don't know, Bray Walker was this massive, massive offensive tackle who was like three, you know, three fifteen when he's six seven, three fifteen in high school. The guy had just cement shoes for feet and never became anything at, at, at Oklahoma. It didn't matter that he was big. Also, the guy just used to get just destroyed at whatever, right? And Xander Cruz, Gerby Lambert isn't a five-star. He's not. He's not a five-star. I, I haven't seen him as a five-star at most places. Like, he's a very high uh, recruit. He could end up being a five-star. And certainly, if if you told me that Notre Dame was like, well, they got Anthony Knapp, so they're going to stop recruiting Gerby Lambert. Yeah, then I'd have a problem with that. I'd be like, that doesn't make sense to me. I think they should still recruit Gerby Lambert. But if Anthony, if it's Anthony Knapp or Gerby Lambert, then I'd be like, well, that's a mistake. But I don't think that's the case. So then why are people getting upset about it? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I guess the size stuff, I, if they bring him on campus and Matt Bayless says, this guy can get to 300 pounds, no problem. Then what are we talking about? I don't, what are we talking about? And, and the other part too, and I, we need to move off this because it's gone too long, but it, I just, the, the Xander and I don't, I don't, and I don't mind the, the disagreement. I really don't. It's fine. Uh, but we do have a disagreement is that it's like, he's not a top, like you're all you're telling us is that he's not a top 50 player in Georgia, whatever. You don't like his size and you don't like his offer list. Yeah. Jamie's talking about his physical ability and what he did on film and how that translates to the offensive line. Jamie's talking about the, the player himself, and you're talking about things on a piece of paper, right? And it, which isn't to say that, like, you, that's nothing, okay? But <laughs> if he was 290, would we feel different? Would he be ranked different? Would he be then be a top top 50 player in Georgia if he was 290? Right? Would Kyron Williams be a four-star, one-fifty player if he was five, six foot? Right? Like sometimes you just have to you just have to look at the tape and say, hey, like this guy can play, 
regardless of where he's ranked at the moment, right? And, and you know, it's like, oh, uh, Joe Alt, we can't talk about him because he's the exception. Okay, we can't talk about him. Well, Kyle Hamilton at this point, as a, as a junior, was top 1,000 in the nation. Was he, what, where was he at in Georgia? He didn't have a Georgia offer at that time. Like, so, like, I, I just don't, it to me, it's just kind of like, at some point, it's like the film is good. Notre Dame likes him. Matt Bayless thinks the size is fine. And that's what it is, right? So then if the film is good at that point, then it's like, okay, this is a good player. Let's take him, right? Ashton Craig, same thing. Like Notre Dame loves Ashton Craig right now. They think he's a yes. really good player, really good prospect, right? They took him over uh, one of the higher rated kids from Wisconsin. Everyone hated it. Jeff yeah. Quinn settling. Jeff Quinn settling, right? And now he's a good player and they expect good things for him. And he's going to take over for Zeke Carell next year. Like so. I, By the I, way, Ashton Craig, two sixty five at the time. Two sixty five. We're so, all another guy worked out in camp. Right. Uh, so it's offer. just like, like to me, he's now two ninety six. At some point, we just gotta, we gotta say, like, hey, Notre Dame made the offer, and so that that carries a lot of weight. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I like what I, I I don't I don't even care if people just say like it's a bad take, but if if you don't have it based on anything, just like or being like, you know, I'm not sure about it. I'm not sure about it, whatever. I, I don't think people should be like uh, uh, Bernie, our, our good buddy Bernie. He's always in the comments. Who's just like everything Notre Dame does is is gravy and it's perfect or whatever, right? Um, but it's like, okay, so here's the, th here's the thing. I, I go against Justin Scott and say like he's not a top 50 player. Well, I have him obviously ranked higher than Anthony Knapp, but it doesn't mean that I don't like Justin Scott. It just means that like I don't think he's – I don't think his ranking is reflective of him as a player right now uh, or the projection for him. And Anthony Knapp, too, I would say, like, maybe check back in when uh, the rankings are done and see yeah. where he's ranked. Because I, I do think, um, you know, he's he's going to be a guy who, who, who moves up. And um, I, I don't know. Like, I to, to me, okay, so Ian Moore, who is um, – a guy that Notre Dame didn't offer originally, right? And he um, is from Indiana. He committed to Ohio State, and they got into in, in, in on right. Um, and um, I think the difference between like Ian Moore and Anthony Knapp isn't huge. Just, just my opinion. I just don't think it's. I just don't think it's that big. Yeah, so um, I just I, I don't know. Like, um, I I just I I mean, the thing is, there's going to be people who always argue, like some of the people who are in the comments that against it, because they're always going to see. Well, my point is whatever. Like, but so Xander Cruz again. I mean, he's always going to go. He, he's like huddle isn't always reliable. Well, is in-person evaluation reliable? Because they evaluated them in person. Joe Rudolph did. So pick which – you pick which argument fits what you want, right? That's what people are going to do, and that's fine. That's fine. And then guess what? We'll we'll see how it works out. You know, we'll see how it works out. But, like, I I don't know. Like, I just I just think he's a pretty good player. I yeah. think it, I, I think he's a pretty good pickup. If I was – I, I, I'm telling you, if you fall, if Notre Dame fans, I think they should be pretty pleased. I think he has a chance to be a good player. Jamie thinks he's a good looking player. I mean, what are you, you going to do? Jamie thinks he's a good looking guy, a uh, good looking prospect. And you know what else is good looking, Jamie? ESQ clothing. That's what's good looking. All right. If you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe this spring, ESQ has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt. We're going to be wearing that pretty soon in a show. We're going to be talking about it. Crafted from high quality bamboo fabric. Softest and most uh, comfortable shirt you ever put on. It's not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one piece collar bamboo shirt on every photo of Marcus Freeman. Perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading out for a night out. And we have a special offer for ISD listeners only 23% off of from spring football from now until blue and gold game using code ISD spring. That's code ISD spring to get an exclusive 23% off the best dress shirt you're ever wear. Check out esqclothing.com upgrade your shirt game. All right, Jamie, I want to end the show talking about, I want to end the show talking about uh, spring ball 
things that we've noticed. And now look, you guys talked about it on Power Hour a little bit, but I wanted to chime in on some stuff because there's some players who have made uh, body changes, Jamie. And I think it's indicative of of the type of work they've put in and how serious they take this. Okay. And, and so like a player, like we talked about a player like chance Tucker, right. Who I believe was up nine pounds, Jamie. Yep. Okay. Nine pounds. That, that That's kind of a lot in a short amount of time. Right. And I think that, and I think that it's, it's indicative that he sees this as an opportunity to be a player for Notre Dame. And to get into the lineup and be a rotation guy, especially when we're talking about, you know, whether or not they should move Clarence Lewis to to safety or move someone to safety. Right. And so I think that it's indicative to me, like Chance Tucker plans to be on the Notre Dame football team. It just because it's it, it takes work, man. It's very easy to just to spin your wheels. It really is. It's very easy to do that. And I think that that's indicative. Um I mean, obviously, we've noted Audric Estime. Obviously, we've. I think. I think Logan Diggs has slimmed down a little bit. I don't know where he ended up on the uh, on the height and weight, but I just looking at him, he looks slimmer to me. Now, maybe that's a transfer of you know adding more muscle and then losing a little bit of that baby fat, um, and you know bringing down the uh, bringing down the body fat percentage and that sort of thing. Uh, but I, th- I mean, just key guys like that who it's like they see this. It's like hey, this is a big year. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do big things. Uh, we saw some clips of Audrey Estime making moves in the open field. He put a nice move on Drake Bowen there. And look, it's open field like that. It's going to be advantage to the uh, uh, advantage to the offense, uh, especially when it's a, like a, a true junior, like Audrey Estime against a, a, you know, basically a high school senior. Right. So that's yeah. that, but it, it looked good. Right. And I think that's been missing from his game. Um, I think Deion Colsey looks really good. Uh, wh- who are some guys that stood out for you, Jamie, for, on the, uh, you know, kind of on, on the, the weight gain standpoint, weight loss standpoint, and also the just physically looking at them. Um, I think physically, like I think we mentioned before, but man, Jada Thomas just really sticks out. He looks, yeah, like that's another million. good one. He yeah. looks like a million bucks to me. He just looks like impressive. Looks like a guy that it is like you can like you should look a few years into the program. And I mean, obviously, he's a different body type. But it reminds me a little bit of Chase Claypool, where obviously Chase Claypool mm. was just a massive dude, but you could just saw it just as time went along, and you were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Chase Claypool would walk into, um, say, like Irish Invasion or something like that, where we'd see him, and you hadn't seen him for months, and you'd be like, "Oh, he is a, like a dude," you know? Like Jaden Thomas looks like a dude. He looks like a dude where if you just saw him walking around, you'd be like does this guy play a receiver? Is he a linebacker? I don't even know. Like, cause he's just that big, right? He's that big. And obviously he moves around great too. Right. Yeah. So, um, so he, I mean, he's a guy that really kind of stands out physically to me. Um, I just thought, I mean, obviously you only saw just bits and pieces and in, in just obviously pictures by, uh, you know, the great Rick Kimball took a bunch of pictures, uh, obviously for ISD, he does a fantastic job for us. But like Kenny Minchie looks super impressive for an early enrollee. Yeah. 215 pounds. And he looks like he looks like a college kid already. And like, you know, just like Bowen, like you said, he's a guy who should be going to Brom, right? Like he's not. Um, so for him to kind of be that physically developed, especially after, you know, he had like the shoulder uh, uh, thing that, you know, really hurt his uh, senior season. I think that's something that really kind of stood out. Um for me as a, as a guy, um, Blake Fisher being 310 pounds, you know, and, you know, saw obviously pictures of him in kind of like when he was like workout warrior of the week and all that kind of stuff. And you saw that he looks slimmed down and he's a guy I'm super excited to see this weekend. Cause I want to see how he moves at 310 pounds. But like, I, I think he's obviously just, he's a monstrous human being, no matter what the, you know, no matter what his weight was. But I think he, I mean, he's probably lost about 30 pounds since he's been on campus. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see him move and just kind of see how, how that works. Um, I do think like, um, you know, just as some of the, like the, the weights, uh, Burnham and uh, Joshua Burnham and, and Junior Tui Halamaka, both at 247 pounds. Like you're a year on campus and you guys, they're already at 247 pounds. Like, 
I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive. And obviously, Tuel Maka came in a little bit bigger, uh, but still, he had that shows me too. If he's two hundred forty-seven pounds, he's not moving back to Mike Backer anytime soon. It's just it's probably going to be a long-term fit for him at Viper and for Burnham too, especially because you know I mentioned on on Power too that Al Golden said like he thinks he's going to be like over two sixty, and I was like, wow, over two sixty, but two hundred forty-seven. Like that is really really impressive. A year in, um, man, I'm excited to see you know how big and strong he looks what you know how he moves and 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 all that um uh oh uh one of just preston's in or 233 that's big that's yeah. big and yeah. I, I don't i don't know if that's good big you know like 233 as like an early enrollee linebacker um you know there's very few guys that are like cut up at 233 as an early enrollee guy you know yeah and so i'm like is he gonna be a viper where is he gonna be where is his fit how is it uh, how is he moving at that 233 pounds yeah that's gonna be interesting for for me to see because um yeah i, I mean it definitely uh piqued my interest and you know what although i didn't mention him in the thing but i don't know if you saw first of all great picks of the uh Notre Dame guys celebrating in the lacrosse game just yeah, awesome just yeah. watching watching cheering on the lacrosse team that was fantastic and I think Rick took a bunch of those picks too which are great but I don't know if you saw Jason Anye I did any of those yeah picks. like like dude big, big, big guy yeah. yeah he is and with abs like so he is you know 295 with so I mean, I don't know how he's going to play, but, you know, first off the bus, he checks that box. Like, he <laughs> looks impressive. Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought he, you know, probably when they took him, he was easily one of the most raw defensive linemen. He, him and Ahrensberger are in the same kind of category, whatever. But he is obviously just in a different stratosphere in terms of his physical development compared to Ahrensberger. I don't think Ahrensberger is, like, in pretty good shape, but he's just – so much bigger um i'm he's a guy i'm 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 officially intrigued because i just think guys like that usually um end up being players so i mean not everyone is you know some guys you know body like tarzan plays like jane or whatever but um i was encouraged by what i saw from him last spring and just in terms of his motor and his want to so uh i'm kind of excited to see where he's at because i mean Jesus, if I was him, I'd be walking around with my shirt off in uh, South Bend all the time, man. Like, that looks impressive. Yeah. I don't understand the – I don't understand the Tuli Alamaka thing at all. I don't I get don't, it either. I don't get it. Everyone – is why is – is everyone a Viper now? Is that what it is? Uh, if he is a Viper, anyone can be Viper. Anyone. Literally. I, I put J.D. Bertrand at Viper. I, I – he – I – you to me, you got to be long, you got to be twitchy, and you got to be like a really good athlete to move in space. Uh, to me, that's not Junior Junior Tuli Alamaka, which is fine because he's a Mike. Yeah, like Drew White is not a Viper. Like to me, Junior Tuli Alamaka is Drew White. So like, what's what are you doing? What are they doing? I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't, just thought he was he, a really instinctive off the ball player too. Right. So I just, why would I don't you, know. What, what do you, like, okay. In theory, could you play him at Viper? Sure. Right. Against the run. Sure. Right. But you have, you have guys that do that. Like he's not like Jordan Batelho to me. No, He's not anything like that. He's not anything like Isaiah Foskey. He's not anything like no. uh, Keon Keeley, who they recruited to be a Viper. Like, I, I don't get that. I don't. I really don't. Um, so, but whatever. I Best of luck, right? I hope it works out. I just don't understand. Um, uh, the receiver thing, the 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 the, the uh, early enrollee freshmen, I think they look great. They look really good. They look great. They're like Impressive. route running. I, I I think Braylon James looks good as a route runner too. Yes. I I like it. I, I love the way he moves. I love the way Flores moves. I, I really love the way Great House moves. I don't know how these guys get on the field. I don't. I, 
especially when Matt's talking about how Styles has his like confidence back, like his body language is a lot better now. I think Colsey looks great. I think Tobias his he's filled out. He's strong now. How do you get him off the field? Jaden Thomas, you're not taking him off the field. And then that's Caleb Smith, where it's like he's been. If anyone has been kind of like, I guess lukewarm. It's just kind of like, what's going on with him? Like, why aren't we hearing more about this guy who we brought in, who's actually like caught a ton of passes in college? Yeah. Like, why is it, why does it 18 yards of catch? Last yeah. Year. Why does yeah. it, why doesn't he look better? Right. Why are people talking about him? Like he moves like a tight end. I don't like that. I don't like hearing that at all. Right. I don't like that, but it's like, he's a guy it's like, is, is Jaden Greathouse going to take his snaps? You know, are they going to take snaps from him? Like, it's hard to see. So I, to me, there's five. And, and I, how do you get, and then you, you factor in Chris Tyree, then, then you factor in the tight ends and Holden stays and Mitchell Evans. I think it's a really good group of receivers. Uh, the, the freshmen, I don't see, I, I don't know how they get out there. there. To me, there's just not a ton of opportunity, which is a great problem, right? It's a great problem to have, but so uh, that's how I see it. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about was safety. You know, people, they're, they're they keep saying that they need another one. And, Maybe they do, right? If you're not happy with Ramon Henderson or Xavier Watts or something, I could see it if you if you thought like, hey, the DJ Brown, Henderson, Watts trio with Harper coming in and playing it when you need it. If you don't have, if you don't like them, you bring in another safety. But to me, it's like this is all because Brandon Hillman didn't get accepted, and if he didn't get accepted, well, I don't think that that's like. Like now you need a safety because I didn't expect him to play, so I, I don't know. It, the, to me, the safety conversation is a little strange, and and you could and, and to me you could move Clarence Lewis too. What what do you think about the safety stuff? Um, I think it's a little strange too. Um, I just think like, I mean, I might have just he might have just been talking off the cuff as an answer, right. like maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we we don't really know how deep he's really like. Because I, I don't know, um, I don't know what kind of safety. Like we kind of talked about it in the last show. Like, yeah. I don't know what kind of safety they get that would just all of a sudden be like, well, this guy's gonna start. Like, I don't know if there's gonna be that guy out there. So, and then if yeah, like Hillman wasn't. Hillman might have played special teams this year. I think. Yeah. Probably is what I would have expected from him. Um, I definitely don't think he was gonna be like. A guy, I, I probably doubtful he would crack the two deep. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it from that perspective. Um, I should mention uh, Thomas Harper, 195 pounds. He was 180 at uh, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, that's where he's listed. At. And he, and I mean, 180. I was like, he looked like 180 soaking wet to me. Like he, he looked small. Um, and I liked him as a player, but I just saying he, he wasn't big. So that is, kind of caught my interest of what, uh, maybe just he's into this strength and conditioning program is making a difference. I don't know. Maybe he's a little heavy cause he had the shoulder thing. I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that there. I, I don't know what to think of safety. I, I do think like, and whatever I I've, probably talked about it too much but i i do think like if it kind of works out and kind of leads back to what chance tucker and stuff like that too is that like if chance tucker ends up being a guy or christian gray ends up being a guy or both or whatever then i think that opens the door for a guy like clarence lewis to move and i think yeah. that's kind of where you're looking at it I, I think that's a better option than going trying to get in the portal personally i mean obviously this is subject to seeing who ends up in the portal if someone does but I don't know. I, I just don't. To me, everyone's talking about how they got to do it. And I'm just like, why? Why do they? Unless there's an injury. And and, it, and if you're guarding against injury, again, you brought it up. We brought it up last week. Who are you getting that's a guard against injury? Who's good? Yeah. If it's the Avery Sebastian type, like, is that helping? That's just a body. No, it is just a body. Yeah, Sign so. me up. I'll do it. I have eligibility. Yeah. Sign me up. 
I'll get out there. All right, we're gonna have to leave it there. We're, we're, we got the next show on Thursday. We got to go deeper in the spring because uh, we got kind of sidetracked, but that's okay, no problem. That's what live shows are for, right? People come in and engage, and then we uh, we focus on something. So we'll go into more spring uh, on Thursday. We'll talk about some more stuff. We'll talk about uh, position battles and and where we see the team going and that sort of thing. So thank you everyone for tuning into the show. If you liked what you heard, hit the like, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell, subscribe on Apple Pods, subscribe on Spotify. Um, so you can see all our stuff and hear all our stuff, right? It's so good. And if you leave a comment, leave a review, you just know, you have no idea how much that helps and grow the show and that sort of thing, get the eyes of more people and that sort of thing. So um, if you could do that, that'd be awesome. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will talk to you next week uh, or not next week. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Have a good day, everybody.